There is a song by Larry Norman called The Great American Novel. In it, he writes a commentary of life in the 60s and 70s. These lyrics are true even today. And he ends the song with these lines. Don't ask me for the answer, I've only got one, that a man leaves his darkness when he follows the sun. Today's discussion is about that one answer. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. My name is Jared Lutz, and for this study, we are joined by three new guests, and I'll allow them to introduce themselves today. Hi, my name is Zoviel Charles, um, and currently right now I'm in Japan with my husband. Mm -hmm. uh, we're missionaries at the Okinawa International Church Very on the cool. island. And my name is Annie Coriolan, and I'm a recent graduate from Loma Linda University. Excellent. Uh, my name is Marcellus Ashley. I've dropped out of college twice. Nice. So I don't think that I'm qualified to talk, and I'm scared that like I, you can physically see me <laughs> shaking. That's okay. It's not a problem at all. Uh, today's study is about the sun. We're going to be talking about Jesus and about his ministry while he was on earth. Uh, and the first question that I want to ask is, uh, typically when we talk about Jesus, we discuss the fact that he was both fully human and fully divine. Now my question is, do you think it was necessary that he be fully human and fully divine? And, and if so, why? Why do you think that's necessary? Now, before we get to that question, I'd like for Annie, if you could open with prayer and to read our scripture for today. All right. Please bow our head. Bon étant de Père des cieux, nous vous remercions de ce que vous permettez de nous venir ici en bien pour nous étudier en parole au Seigneur. Nous voulons pouvoir avec nous pendant la discussion, Seigneur, pouvoir imprégner nous de Saint-Esprit au Papa. Nous ne pouvons pas dire, nous ne pouvons pas mériter rien que pour le faire pour nous, Seigneur, mais nous prions au nom de Jésus qui vit créé au siècle des siècles. Amen. Amen. So the scripture is found in Mark 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Hmm. So if we look at Jesus in that servant role, again, to get back to that question, that's a human thing. Uh, we, we understand servitude as being, well, putting ourselves at a lowly level. And I think that that is the human experience is kind of what a lot of us are used to, mm -hmm. having to work, having to suffer, having to serve others. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, we look at Christ as being fully divine. Right. Why do you think that that balance, that interplay between those two things is necessary? Well, I think you have to be human just to be able to empathize with us, to be able to, you know, he knows what we're going through. He was tempted just as we we're tempted today. Mm -hmm. So we can't just say, well, he's Christ. He's holy. He doesn't know what we're going through because he's been through all of that. Mm -hmm. So we can have him as an example for our life today. And I, I completely agree. I, I think that that whole notion of empathy, mm -hmm. the idea that we have to have someone that we can relate to. We have to be able to understand uh, where we are coming from. If ever we're trying to relate, in my profession, I'm a teacher, and if I'm trying to relate to students, uh, it's very hard for them to see eye to eye with me unless I can say, I've had a similar experience. Mm -hmm. I know where you're coming from. I know what you're talking about. I've gone through the same things that you're going through right now. It's very difficult to relate. Uh, any, anybody else that would like to answer? Well, for me, I believe that God knows who we are. Hmm. So um, he knows what we need. And he knows that as humans, we are 
we, we like to see things. We like to touch it. We like to see and believe. So the fact that he came down was, was awesome to me because he's able to, um, we're able to see, oh man, God loves us so much that right. he came and he looks just like us. Right. He's tempted just like we're tempted and we're able to tangibly see our Heavenly Father. Right. There. Right. I, I think that um, if we ever tried to look at ourselves like any of the disciples, mm -hmm. uh, I, I know that when we were kids, we started thinking, oh, who would I have been? Would yeah. I have been this or that? Or, or what kind of personality do I have? I think that often uh, in today's generation, we would find a lot of us are like Thomas, uh, mm -hmm. simply because it, it requ we require a lot of just, well, touch and feel like what you were mm -hmm. saying. You, you want to be able to experience something firsthand, right. not from a secondary perspective. Uh, and I, I agree with what you're saying uh, in that with that empathy, like what Annie was saying, mm -hmm. and with the, the touch and the experience, we share the same kind of things. We share a common bond. Mm -hmm. I think that it makes it a lot more, well, relatable. Mm -hmm. Very good, very good. Um, let's look at John 8:58, if we could. Uh, Zoviel, if you would read that for yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Hmm. That I am. <laughs> what does that mean to us? I think it was, it's, I, get, I think it talks to about his pre-existence. Like I was here before, like before time, what we'd call time. I was right. here before the time of Abraham. He's, I think here is blatantly stating, like, I am God. And that, that's, that's kind of profound, yeah. if, if we think about it, to, to be so bold as to say, I am. Mm -hmm. uh, why do you think that's one of the more profound statements that Christ has made? Because I, I, I think that it is. I, I think that to say, I am, before there was this, like what you're saying, before there was this, throughout all time, I am. Why is that so mm -hmm. profound to us? Marcellus, do you have a, a, a response or a deal? Um, well, I'm wondering what this has to do with the theme of the sun. Very um, interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to catch the thread here. Okay. And I, it's all Christ. And so you could obviously say, well, because Christ is the sun and the sun is everything. He's God and God is all things. He, all things are created for him and by him and through him all things consist. So mm -hmm. it's fine. But right. like, I'm trying to narrow it down. So I'm not quite sure where we're going. Not Okay, so what you're saying is you're not quite there in, in how this may relate how to the How the topic. I am statement is going with, with the sun. Read it one more time, and we're going to take okay. a look at another verse that may be relatable. Okay. Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Hmm. Okay, so before Abraham was, I am. Let's take a look at Matthew 11, 27. Uh, and, and, and this, I think, might be able to, we, we could draw that connection, Marcellus. We look at it, it says, all things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. So if we look at these things uh, as, as being the exact same, my Father and I are in constant communication. If we look at God as being, well, the originator, the creator, the one that set everything in motion. Um, hopefully, and maybe this didn't make it any clearer for anyone, but hopefully what we could see is uh, that when he says, all things have been delivered to me by my Father. Mm -hmm. um, if we look at that as being the, the, quali the qualifier for the I am, I know all things. I, I have been delivered all things. That, I think, if we look at am, the state of being, mm -hmm. uh, without 
really anything that follows that, mm -hmm. maybe we could start to see that this is really about the Son. It's about the Son, it's about the relationship between the Son and the Father, mm -hmm. and it's about how all of these things are very relatable. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and if we have any questions, if we have any concerns that we can bring forward to this person who was very real and, and on earth at that time, maybe that may help a bit to say, how does the I am relate? Well, he's the answer. Maybe. I, I'm not sure if that totally does it for you, but maybe. Um, yeah, I, well, something I really gravitate towards is that particular text, of, right. um, but lower down in it, um, no man knows, I'm sorry, I didn't No, no, it's it. fine. No one knows the Son except the Father, and nor does anyone know the Father except the Son. Mm -hmm. So that, I snatched that up immediately of being like, okay, so the Son is the only person that knows the Father. Right. 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 Interesting. That's good, and that's a great point. If we look at Jesus as being the only one that really knows, because in a biblical context, knowing someone is very intimate. You know someone, you know their ins and their outs, you know their secrets, uh, you know everything that they could possibly have to be known. Uh, and so if we look at Jesus as saying that, he's our gateway. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's the one that is, is supposed to direct or to lead us to, to God and to an understanding of what they have in store for us, mm -hmm. God. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, all of these things working together, all of these beings working together in one to really promote this idea of, of ministry and of gospel and of what life is about. Great point, great point. Mm -hmm. um, the Bible says in several places that demons uh, knew and confessed Jesus as being truly divine. Mm -hmm. um, my question is, why is this kind of acknowledgement, if we're talking about demons, why do you think this kind of acknowledgement is not enough for salvation? Uh, so if we look at this as demons being the ones that even they can say God is divine, mm -hmm. or Jesus is divine rather, mm -hmm. why do you think that's not enough for us to be able to do that? I think it doesn't really say that you really know who Jesus is, who God really is. Oh, okay. Just, I mean, you have to have this personal relationship with him. You have to abide by his commandment. You have to you know, stay in his word, just knowing that he's powerful, that's not enough. You have to really get to know who he is. And, and good, I, I don't want to interrupt or anything, mm -hmm. but if, if we look at uh, what our ultimate goal is, mm -hmm. I think that often um, some people look at Christianity as, as being a gateway to heaven, uh, mm -hmm. or the ultimate goal is mm -hmm. heaven, or mm -hmm. whatever comes next, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I, I think that we can often misconstrue that goal. And I like what you said, Annie, about really, it's about the relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and to go off of that, the relationship, just because we know someone, like if you know an acquaintance or someone that you've seen at school or at work, you know who they are, but you might not really know who they are. Mm -hmm. You don't know what they're about. Uh, and, and if we look at how maybe the demons could acknowledge that, yes, Jesus is divine, we might not, we might be able to say that too, but we might not know who he really is, right? I mean, yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Good. That's true, but like the demons from an Adventist perspective, we're Christian, we're Adventist, mm -hmm. we believe demons are just fallen angels. Hmm. So the angels, they knew Christ personally way before we did, and they knew him perfectly. Interesting. Okay. And so like that 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 that's weird to me. I mean, and so clearly they're they're because James says that they believe mm -hmm. um, and they shudder, but that's not it's not enough. But so clearly their belief is based on a relationship, but their relationship somewhere along the line changed drastically. Hmm. But they knew him. Um, 
I, I don't know, it's weird. But even though they knew him, like, whenever I hear something like that, to me, it's powerful because it's like, man, demons who don't even care about who God is anymore. I mean, they fell out of heaven, but they still shudder at his name. They still know who he is. Right. And to me, it's like, man, God is that powerful that right. somebody who doesn't even care who God is and serves obviously the devil right right <laughs> and and it's still acknowledging that god is divine like to me it it's i whenever i when i read that i was like wow this is powerful to me do you think that uh, and and you bring up a good point i think my next question uh, may help with our understanding do you think what qualifies belief because if we're talking about knowing someone, if we're talking about understanding who this person is, what do you think qualifies belief? Like, what, what does it mean to believe in Jesus as being Christ or as being divine? I guess having faith, I mean, faith to me is the foundation of believing. If you do not have the faith to know that God says who he says he is, you mm -hmm. know, then where do you start, you know, if you don't have the faith to believe. Right. I think obedience is also another thing. You have mm. to believe and you have to be willing to obey to his word and what he says. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, your actions and your acts are not necessarily going to save you, but right. that relationship mm -hmm. with God ultimately leads you to you just want to walk, want to walk with him and to obey him. Interesting. Okay. Uh, my my definition of belief would be much broader, um, but I think I'd I'd make a distinction between um, well I, I guess we'd lump belief and faith together as, as we've talked about, but like I'd make a distinction between dead faith and and li a living faith as mm. when James puts it faith without works is dead, right? And that's what he's that's the what he's contrasting when he brings up but even the demons believe and right. they shudder, but, right? But so there's this wait what you're talking about is your faith. Living faith shows itself mm -hmm. and presents itself through its work. And I guess yeah. a dead faith does that too, but it just right. presents itself in death. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think that no matter what we're talking about, faith, what have you, work, your passion, your hobbies, whatever, anything that we enjoy doing, it's going to show on us. Mm -hmm. uh, no, no matter what, you're not going to be able to shake off, like if you're an actor or if you're a teacher, or if you're a doctor, or if, if any profession that you might have, any hobbies that you might pursue, that's going to define who you are. And I like what you're saying, Marcellus, because if we're talking about something being dead or alive, if your faith is alive, if, you, if your belief is demonstrated through all that you do, it's going to be impossible not to recognize us, to use a double negative, but not to recognize us as, uh, as Christians or as followers or believers of this person who claimed to be who he was and, and who has proven who he is. Mm -hmm. It's a great point. Um, and I guess that brings me to a, a kind of a logical progression. To you, who is Jesus? Who, who is Jesus? Because we know who he was to the demons. They declared he, he was divine, but who is he to you? It's a difficult question. <laughs> Dead silence. Well, I, can, I, can tell, I can tell you exactly who he yeah, is to please. me, yeah. but I'd have to go to a verse, and I keep, I've, I've brought it up like That's okay. three, Let's, three or four yeah, times. Take us there. But if we go to Colossians, and I, I probably said this like, if anyone's ever talked to me and they asked me about Jesus, mm -hmm. I probably brought this up. But Colossians, sorry. No, it's fine. Colossians 1 and 15. 
and I'm, I would read through probably 18. Um, go ahead. Please. All right. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. He's everything. Hmm. And everything was, he made everything, and all of it is for him. Like, hmm. that, and I, I know that's super abstract. You're like, <laughs> okay, yeah, he's everything. But nah, that's, that's, that's what I think about. Like, I, when I look everywhere and I can see that. I can see something, I can see that thing was made for him. Hmm. This, this came to show who he is. Like, right. and I, I see that everywhere. I'm not giving an example. No, no. <laughs> I mean, fine. I mean, yeah. I would give an example, no, but yeah. I know that I'm just kind of rambling on now. No, it's good. But yeah, that's where I would start with awesome. the conversation. Awesome. Um, if if we look at again the, the idea that God is everything, and and, and Jesus is in, you, you can see everything pointing to Him, and it should. I agree. Um, what scriptural evidence is there uh, to now? bring it a little bit more closer to the idea of the Trinity. What scriptural evidence is there uh, about the perfect unity of the Father and the Son? Uh, how do we know from the Bible that there was no real, well, disconnect between Jesus and God while he was on earth? I think in John 10, verse 30, I think, mm -hmm. it says, I and the Father are one. So it just tells it right there. Yeah, 10.30, okay, so yeah, I am the Father. Oh, I and my Father are one, I see that. Okay, so if we're looking at John 10.30, and we're saying uh, that Jesus and God are the same, it's, it's very clearly written there. Uh, we, we, we understand, and, and again, from the verse that we read earlier, Matthew 11.27, they are uh, in constant communication. Mm -hmm. we, we, we see this uh, as, as being, well, ideally a lot like a home life. Mm -hmm. uh, if, you, if, you, if you are out in public, a representative of your family, people know your family by who you are. Mm -hmm. I often think about this when we go off to college, and I, I know that most, most all of us are, are, are through that or are beyond those points in our lives with school. But if we look at this, um, I remember very distinctly when my parents dropped me off at, at Andrews University, they said, <laughs> now you're representing the whole Lutz family. You're representing who we are. You know? And I, I think that that's a very big thing mm -hmm. for Jesus to have been the representative of, of God, for him to have been God, it's one step further. He is God. And so not only are you representing someone, you're representing yourself. You're representing the creator of the universe. And I think that as Christians, when we take that message forward, we represent that same thing. Kind of like what Marcellus was saying when he was saying that we, faith that's alive versus faith that's death. If we're looking at something that is alive and natural and, 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 and very easy to spot, we are representing who Jesus was representing, who is himself and who was God. Uh, that, that's a, a phenomenal way of, of looking at what our mission, I, I think, is. And I, I like the point that you bring up, and I like the verse that you use quite a lot. They are one. Uh, and, and if we're talking about Jesus, we're talking about God. We're, we're talking about the Creator. Mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty heavy too, mm -hmm. you know, and, and anytime that we address Jesus or we address uh, in Scripture, anybody that ever comes up to Him, um, 
they know who they're dealing with. Even the demons knew who they were dealing with. Uh, and that's, that is something that is extremely, well, uh, fascinating, I, I, I think, and, and, and very good, and, and, and very good for us as Christians to understand that we are representing God anytime we go out into the world, anytime that we go out. It's like when we go to college and we represent mm -hmm. our families. We are representing the Creator. Right. Very cool. Um, how does that then, how does that deity and that humanity affect our mission as Christians? To know that he was both divine and fully human, does that in any way uh, shape or color how we present who Christ was as, as our mission of, of spreading the gospel? Mm -hmm. So again, like how does Christ's deity and humanity shape how we present Jesus? Or does it? Should it? Um, yeah, I believe it should. Well, in... And John is, John is basically going hard on this topic that right. we're talking about. Like he, um, you read the one in 10, but he also, again, he'll, um, he'll pray for the disciples and say, I, I want them to be one even as you and I, Father, are one. Um, and so there's this, there's this notion of I want, I, we have a relationship and I want them to have that relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And he came, so the son dies and, or comes and becomes, comes down and becomes us, right? Mm -hmm. So that we can become sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. So that and that, that blows my mind that you have you have a title in the Godhead, mm -hmm. the Son, that we're supposed to take up. That's that seems like so blasphemous. Right. But that's what he came to do. Like he came yeah. to, to to like no no no. I want you guys to be one with us. Mm -hmm. um, and that's crazy to think about. Yeah. Like the, the the creator of the universe mm -hmm. coming down taking on such a lowly state. We get back to that servitude notion, that mm -hmm. notion that I am going to lead by example. I'm going to lead by becoming one of you, by serving you, by being amongst you. What you're saying is, is just, it's so profound to think about Christ as, as becoming so lowly. Uh, and and to, not to put us down, but to elevate us. Mm -hmm. Great point. Very, very good. Anything else? Any, I don't want to interrupt or take away your options. Uh, one more thing, Please. sorry. Oh, no, <laughs> sorry. It's, it's great. Um, well, you had said, because I feel like I didn't finish. You, um, didn't mean to No, no, not that I didn't. Right. I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't get to the point. I, I got Please. off point. No worries. Um, so that, that relates to how we should present Christ to me, and that that's what we should be doing. Hmm. We need to be going to, we need to be serving people, basically. We need to be lowering ourselves to someone else and, mm. and trying to speak in whatever language it is that they speak, the way Christ mm. spoke humanity to us, I speak whatever language you're speaking, right. and try and give you the relationship that That's I have. Right. We're yeah. called to do the same thing, to be sons, to give sons. Right. If that makes any sense. I'm totally sure makes it, sense. Yeah. And, and, and what's crazy is uh, that in the business world, this is becoming such a huge thing. That whole idea of servant leadership. There's been lots of books that have recently come out within like the last five or ten years mm -hmm. uh, that are, are, are saying all of these things that we're talking about as Christians and that we know as Christians, that we've discussed, that is really a foundation of what we believe. That idea of servant leadership. It's becoming a big deal in the business world mm -hmm. too and I, I, I can't imagine that it shouldn't as well because we understand that it works. We have a perfect example of the fact that lowering yourself down to the level of, of someone to lift them up, to make them more than they could be without you. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect model of leadership. That's a perfect mm -hmm. model of 
how we should go about uh, ministering, spreading the gospel. I love what you're saying. It makes it makes a lot of sense. It, it really, really, truly does. Um, and I, I think that the last thing that I want to explore, and this is a kind of a, a, a deeper, maybe a bigger question because we're dealing specifically with Seventh-day Adventists. Mm -hmm. um, why do we, as Seventh-day Adventists in particular, uh, why do we perhaps, uh, how could we, I guess, help others to, to look at Christ, to have a clear view of Him, if we agree that we have a unique message, mm -hmm. how can we as Seventh-day Adventists give a, a, a more clear view in helping others to, to find who Christ is? Mm -hmm. What's unique about our uh, ministry or our angle, our perspective? I think for me as Adventists, we have to set the example by living it, um, mm. by, I don't know, I just lost my thought. <laughs> <laughs> or what, do you think, what do you think we should be living? Yeah, what, what kind of message do you think that is? Like, what, what do you think our message should be? Mm -hmm. Well, as far as, like, keeping the Sabbath, I know, obviously, we all say we have to keep the Sabbath, but I think that's something that makes us unique. It, make, it sets us apart, I think, from anybody else. And I think uh, being SCA, Sabbath is a very special um I guess part of being Sunday Adventist and why? Why is that a special part? Not to play the devil's advocate. Yeah, no, it's okay. Why? Why do you think that's a special part of, of who we are? Um, well, you know. What does it mean to you? Well, yeah. I guess to me, it's not just rest. It's really spending time with God, taking mm. a taking a break just from everyday life, right. and just spending time with God, just you and God and your family and. Um, I don't think a lot of people really maybe understand what that means or understand, you know, oh, I can do everything else and then, you know, still spend time with God too. But it's not, I don't, I think we, we look at it, it's deeper for us, you know, mm. and I think that as SCA that does set us apart from everybody else and it makes us special. And it, how does that, that and again, I don't want to interrupt, no, but how does, how does that, uh, no, 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 you're fine. How does that Sabbath message or our belief in the Sabbath, how should that, if it should, and I, I believe it should, I think you're right, mm -hmm. how should that point others to Jesus? What does that demonstrate about Christ and maybe mm -hmm. perhaps his love for us? Right. I mean, he cared about us. He wanted us to take a day, right. like stop working, just stop everything to just relax, you know, get some energy for the next week. Right. He just wanted us to take a day just to rest and, you know, just be with him. It just shows that how much he cared for us. Mm -hmm. He didn't want us to be burned out because, you know, a lot of us are busy nowadays. Oh, yeah. So if we don't take that time to just, you know, get back in our mm -hmm. mood, we'll, yeah. Anything else that you think our, our mission? Yeah, also if you look at, um, it's cool. I love this dynamic of he gave us the Sabbath for rest. Like, so take a break. But if you look at the way Jesus spent the Sabbath, mm. he wasn't resting. No. And he says, he, he says, right. my father is working even till now. And right. so he would be going out giving people rest. Like that's what the Sabbath was for him is, is to connect people with him so that they could get rest. Awesome. And people were so upset with him for that. Like the, people were getting so angry, like, no, 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 you're supposed to rest. You don't give other people rest. Right. But I think that's a really interesting notion um, that plays into the, the service, the sun, mm -hmm. of that like Sabbath should also, shouldn't just be about your rest. It should be about giving others rest. Okay. And so as Adventists, trying to share and give other people the rest that we've been hoarding, 
Yeah, so I get it. And I, I hate to cut us off at there, but that's a great point to end with. Uh, if you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. Again, that's www.sabbathschoolu, the letter U, dot org. Remember the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Jared Lutz.